Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. Please, folks, remember, remember, remember to share, 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 because that's what we need you to do. So please, folks, please remember to share the show and let us start talking about the things that we have to talk about. Anyhow, how's it going, everybody? Today we have... A some sad news. Somebody that I met a few years ago at uh, at uh, where did I meet meet Trumpka? I met him at Daily Coast, the Netroots Nation. Real stand up guy, real stand up guy, union guy. Well, we've lost one of our very very important union people, Richard Trumpka. I met him back. I think it was two thousand and. 12. Uh, I think I met him at the, I think it was 2012. Don't hold me to that. But um, they don't exactly know what happened. They think it's a heart attack that got him today. Um, He will be missed. He was a powerhouse in the union movement. He was from, I mean, he was a powerhouse in in, in the movement. So, we're very sorry that we have lost somebody very, very special. Anyhow, Rose Williams, welcome aboard. Linda Joe Kessinger, welcome aboard. She says, hey, Brish, happy Thursday. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear this. Yes, I am. Maywood, hello from Long Beach, California. Julie Van Astel, did anyone else lose the stream momentarily? I had to reload. Let me know if there are some issues with the stream. We're doing a whole lot of backups. We have a... 100, what what do we have here? I think we have 100 megabits down and 50 megabits. No, no, we have 1,000 megabits down and 100 megabits up. Let me know if there's any issues that you're seeing because we've been doing some major backups. Eric Hayes, thank you so kindly for praying for his family. Uh, Bionic Chronic, welcome aboard. Uh, Michael Rodnan, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP. Leader of the PDR Posse, I'm glad you got your house and all that good stuff. My beautiful Bridge MCP, E2247, welcome aboard. AVQ, como estas? AVQ, what you trying to do, kill me? You know how, how much reading that is, but you know it's you, AVQ. I love you, brother. Let's get busy. Beforehand, what is the program going to be about today? Some of you are not going to like this guy. That's today. 66% want $3.5 trillion infrastructure while right-wing Democrats balk. But you know what? Here's the answer. 66% of Americans want it. We're going to give it to them. Folks, make sure and you continue telling. Oh, wow, I've got a finger in my fire in my hands. Go ahead and remember to tell your congressperson they must vote for the $3.5 trillion uh, reconciliation bill. Absolutely so. Uh, black pastor says Democrats dupe blacks. This is a right-wing pastor from Dallas. I want to keep the conversation going. You guys are going to say, Berto, why do you waste your time with him? I want you to listen to the conversation because uh, today I played on KPFT 90.1 FM the conversation I had with the right-wing doctor that was the leader of the – that was against critical race theory. This guy is against critical race theory as well. He, but, you know, what, what I constantly do is bring humanity into the conversation and – Knowing that these people are all humane, it kind of messes with the it messes with the narrative. But anyhow, folks, we'll we'll keep talking about that. So that's who we'll have. Let's start with Rudnan. Rudnan says, 
A democratic socialist agenda is possible in Buffalo. It depends on labor unions. And yes, Buffalo just elected a, 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 a um, democratic socialist to run the city. When Buffalo Democrats choose a leftist in their primary and the establishment loses their minds, we'll be talking about spoilers and vote blue no matter who while they run right-in candidates to split the vote and give Republicans a chance to win in blue strongholds. If Buffalo chooses to wisely and actually elect a mayor who represents them on the issues that matter, they will gain action of those issues, which is what they'll do. Yeah, the Democrats are going to run scared because if this mayor wins, which she should win in Buffalo... You know what's going to happen. Walton's far-ranging platform is aligned with long-time democratic socialist aims, including public banking, rent control, measures of tenant bills rights, and increased taxes on upper brackets corporations. Other leftist hallmarks include her support for municipal broadband, cannabis legalization, and criminal record. I saw her on TV. I'm not going to read that whole thing, uh, Michael. Folks can read what you've posted there uh, directly in the feed. Wall Street investors press corporate landlords on eviction plan. In multiple investor calls, financial analysts have pressured corporate owners to move quickly to get tenants out of their homes. Banksters are always trying to extract profit from the people, even when the people are struggling so badly. But you know what? They're not struggling. Here's what's going on, folks. I, know, I don't know. It's a trick. It's a trick that's going on. $45 billion is out there to give people, uh, you know, to, to give people re- relief. $45 billion is already out there. All these governments are holding on to it for two reasons. And I am pulling this crap out of the air. I don't have evidence for this, but this is how they generally operate. Slow on giving away the money that's going to keep these people in these places. Because these places are worth more if they're gentrified. They're worth more if we kick them out and do something else with this land, with these buildings, etc., etc., etc. So a lot of these places that are in, in, in dire straits, they want to kick them out of there. They want it. It's not about them getting the money for the current tenant. Because again, the government is already telling these people, we are going to make the landlords whole. We are not, the, the reason there's Money there is not to just say moratorium, that's it. It's to say moratorium. You can't kick them out. We're giving them time to resolve paying the landlords. And there's the money to do it. Understand how our system works. I'm not going to read that long one either. Michael, you guys can go ahead and read it in the field. Please always go to to where Michael posts these things because he has some good stuff that he posts. Climate crisis, scientists spot warning signs of Gulf Stream collapse. If the Gulf Stream collapse, we are in Europe freezes. A shutdown would have devastated global impact and must not be allowed to happen, researchers say. If the oceanic conveyor belt goes, that's game over for civilization. From the article, the research found an almost complete loss of stability over last century of the current's that researchers call the Atlantic Meridional or, uh, Overturning circular, uh, Circulation. The currents are already at their lowest point in at least 1,600 years, but a new analysis shows they may be near shutdown. Such an event would have catastrophic consequences around the world, several disrupting the rains that billions of people depend on, uh, food in India, South America, West increase. But there's another thing. There are parts of this world that are warmer than they should be in temperate zones because of the Gulf Stream. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. And people, people, people. Willful ignorance can only take us so far. All right. 
Our government is being infiltrated by the highest levels of corporatists. We know that. Very important to note. Warmongers, propagandists, etc. This is what you get when you elect neoliberal establishment candidates. Amy McIntosh says, Amy McIntosh says on TCSN New York Group, Dan Cohen behind the headlines correspondence explains how top foreign policy reporters are linked to U.S. government weapons industry. Yeah, just remember to, remember that woman. Uh, I forgot her name for the New York Times. She was a pusher of the uh, the war. Oh my God, that's a lot of. Uh, hey, I can't read it all. I read the top people get a, a notice of what it's all about. I probably won't turn won't be around tomorrow. Fifty fifty chance that I'll be away for things to do with family. Family first all the time, Michael Rudnan, but just know that you are an appreciated part of the PDR Posse. And thank you for the information you always bring in the beginning. You actually help the show because you point us in directions that yeah, we need to point ourselves into. Uh, E2247 said, don't be gloomy. It's not awful. It's Italy for 30 years under the Borgias. They fear terror, murder, and bloodshed, but they produce Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and the Renaissance. In Switzerland, they had brotherly love, 500 years of democracy and peace, but they produced the cuckoo clock. Don't be gloomy. It's awful. Love your sense of humor, brother. All right, let's see who else we got here. Linda Joe Kissinger, I think I saluted you already. I'm glad you're covering this scandal. What the hell are Democrats doing? Hey, brother Rudnan, we are going to... It's not me covering it. It's we covering it. Make sure and let your voices be heard. We want... At least $3.5 trillion, but more for human capital. That's the most important capital of them all. Eric Hayes, first for his family. Peggy Lopez. Hi, all. Went to Chico yesterday. The Dixie fire is way out of control. More like cities being burned down because Pacific Gas and Electric paid high CEO wages rather than upkeep their lines. So what's new? Julian Van Astel, did anyone else lose the stream? I hope not. Hello, all. From Long Beach, says May Wood. All right, Rose Williams, I think I saluted you. Hey, Yvette Avery Herod, I know Trumpka was one of your heroes too, Yvette. Sad that we lost him, but he'll, you know how that goes. All right, Melton Greenland, yes, it is. Uh, Daniel Ledo, Truman was corrupt, really, okay. Uh, Rose Williams, hey neighbor, Yvette Herod, rest in peace, Trumpka, yes, ma'am. Daniel Ledo says Trumpka was corrupt. Mm, okay, everybody's corrupt. Huh? Manuel Herrera, Seguin, Texas. Shout out. Como estas, Manuel? Uh, let's see. Rose, hey, neighbor. Let's see who else we got here. Maywood says, who was Egberto talking about? Trumpka? Yes, I was. Uh, to, the, uh, to the interview. It's a rather long interview. Bruce Pollard, am I human too? You better be human. You're my brother, Bruce. Of course you're human. Uh, let's see, Eric Hayes, the price of not properly addressing global warming is higher. Oh, Bruce, you must have been listening to my interview with, on, on KPFT with uh, the doctor. Uh, let's see, Eric Hayes, so are you doing this on purpose, mess with people? What are you talking about, brother? Egberto, you don't need to read the whole article. That's for the people in the channel who want to follow up. Thank you for giving me that leeway, my brother, Rudnin. Climate crisis, scientists spot warning signs of Gulf Stream collapse. Yes, yes, yes. Greenland ice cap. God, God, let's see what, is, uh, let, what else I got to read before I go. Okay, I'm going down. Egberto, you should pay Rudnin with mugs and hugs. Rudnin has our loves and our affection. And Rudnin has purchased our cups, our t-shirts, and all that good stuff. 
Eric Hayes as a longtime visitor. Have you helped out the show, brother Hayes? All right, Norman Reynolds. Norman, Nor- you know, Norman, I was speaking about you today. I was speaking about Bruce, Norman, and uh, quite a few of you with um, one of our donors at KPFT. I was talking to them about uh, how on my local show here, not my local show, my internet show here, that me and local to the internet, what great people we have here and that um, that I actually thought you guys were a bigger audience than the, the, the KPFT audience when I added up with the podcast and all that good stuff. All right, Peggy Lopez, Egberto, thank you for finishing my thought. Okay, we love Michael. We sure do. We sure do. We sure do. We sure do. All right, let's go ahead and get it started with the interview because it's a long one and I, I think, you know, please, folks, Understand what I am trying to do. Understand what we are trying to do when you listen to this interview. Understand why many times I let a few things slide to keep the conversation going. I'm just saying this ahead because Michael Rudnan, Norman Reynolds, and Bridge MCP, you guys are going to get on my case. Why didn't you say this, Egberto? Method to the Madness. Here's the show. Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Today we have a special guest because it's someone that we normally wouldn't cover. But you know what we believe in here in, at Politics Done Right? We believe in listening to everybody. We also believe in everybody getting together. I'm honored to have Stephen Edward Broden. He's a former Republican political candidate from the state of Texas. In the 30th Congressional District for the United States House of Representatives, Broden graduated from the University of Michigan with a Bachelor and a Master of Arts degree in Communication, and he later studied at the Dallas Theological Seminary, where he received a Master of Arts in Bible Studies. Broden advocates uh, in the Fair Park and South Dallas areas for economic opportunity, improved access to education, and against abortion. He is a spokesman for the uh, black pro-lifer movement in Dallas. He's a founder of Ebony Berian, an organization whose mission includes informing African-American pastors of the culture war. Brother, Pastor S.E. Broden, welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, it's my pleasure to be with you. I heard you're a bit under the weather, so that's the reason why we have you dancing around in the screen here, but uh, welcome to the show. Put yourself a little bit higher, if you will, for me, however, though. A little bit higher so that when I crop you, you'll be fine. There you go. Okay. All right. All right, Pastor. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm standing. I'm still standing. You're still standing. Okay. Let me tell you something. Um, what, what intrigued me uh, is that the, from, your, from your agent, I got this note that said the following. I have studied and researched and come to the conclusion that there is a deliberate attempt by the liberal and progressive movement to use the black community as a hammer against the system. They have seduced the black community into supporting their agenda because they frame their agenda around issues important to us. They duped us and deceived us into supporting them. They used our black voting power to seize power in the government and they make policies to advance their agenda. We were duped deceived and manipulated into supporting them they have never supported our now pastor uh the danger of having of saying certain things is that when you're partially right you're partially right so 
I want to hear your point of view. Then I'd like to ask you a few questions about where we have some intersectionality here and where we have some divergence. Please go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I, I honestly believe after researching and studying and finding out the philosophy behind the Marxist and communist movement in America, mm -hmm. uh, the philosophers have made it clear. Uh, for example, uh, Saul Alinsky says, we organize the poor for power. Mm -hmm. not, not to help them in their issues, not to help make things better for their lives. We organize to get power. That's, that's his um, scenario, and that's what he is uh, clearly articulating in what is called rules for radical. In addition to that, you have Cloward and Piven, who are philosophers as well out of Columbia University, who created the idea of manufactured crises, creating crises using poor and demands of the poor in order to destroy the system, in order to bring the system down. So we have two of the philosophers who are primary prime movers in the uh, socialistic movement in America, mm -hmm. who have made it clear that they are moving among the poor for one reason, to get power. Then to couple that with Antonio Grimsey, who is the author of Cultural Marxism, who made it clear that the only way that we socialists are going to defeat the West is through infiltration and uh, gradualism, infiltration of every major institution out there so that they can control the lever of power. And so what they have done is use the black vote in order to get into position of power and then begin to make legislation and policies that undermine our constitution, undermine our liberties. And so blacks have been um, complicit, albeit not always aware of the fact that we're being manipulated like this, but have been used by the left for the purpose of getting power i lost and your then, picture so could you put that back on i want to answer that when you're done but we, uh, could you get your picture back on for me my friend okay uh, what's happening i think is somebody's calling me uh and what happens is that it flips over to the call that that is fine all right yeah. pastor let, let me first say that uh i don't think you are completely wrong that you're saying at all i think that is absolutely true that uh, what these guys are writing uh, with regards to how to acquire power and from whom and with whom to acquire power. My question to you is, um, what is really wrong with that? What is wrong with it? Yes. In oh, other well, words, any, let, let me any, back up. Any, mm -hmm. uh, any manipulation, any exploitation mm -hmm. of, of a people or a person or what have you is wrong. It's simply wrong. Okay. If, if I may fact, ask, if right. I may ask, um, I don't know if I, I don't call that exploitation. I call that empowerment. Right. But I want to put it one one step further um, back in the uh, you, you know who Lewis Powell is, right? The former Supreme Court justice that was appointed by he's a former Democrat appointed by Richard Nixon to the Supreme Court. He actually designed a paper called the Powell Manifesto. If you don't know about it, it's OK. I'll, I'll ask you to trust me in what I'm going to say here. Uh, in that we're having an honest conversation. Okay. And that is the, the Powell Manifesto 
was designed by the Chamber of Commerce or was written by Lewis Powell to the Chamber of Commerce with the idea that we have to do the exact same things that you just said to ensure the continued empowerment of the business class. And if you haven't heard about it, I would ask you to go to my website or anywhere, just look up the Powell Memo or the Powell Manifesto. And that was the that was the way to acquire power. And the way they said they would do it is they would infiltrate the churches, then they'll infiltrate the media, they'll infiltrate the universities and all these other places. And they've success, they've been successful in doing that. And uh, it is it is about a, a power, in my opinion, about a, a getting the power to effect change. And what you spoke about, Alinsky and Aslinsky and the others, uh, was to affect power for those who they believe are marginalized, don't you think? Oh, no, no. It, uh, Saul Linsky makes it very clear. He asked a group of his trainees, mm -hmm. he says, why do we organize the poor? Mm -hmm. And they came up with all kinds of laudable reasons of helping them and, and trying to make things better for their lives. And mm -hmm. he screamed at them at the top of his voice, no, we organize for power. I, but I agree. We want power to affect change exactly not, not for the poor but for their agenda and for their program which is a socialistic paradigm to replace what we have here in america and let me ask you a question sir let me a, a real serious question um I, I i think we always have to be careful when we talk about what power is and what you can do with power Let's let's let that that socialistic agenda that we speak about. What does that entail? What do you think what it entails? It, uh, oh, I, I believe that uh, the first thing that we see is that it's going to expand government mm -hmm. into our lives and be more controlling of every aspect of our lives, mm -hmm. and that's uh, a contradiction to our whole way of of life and the Constitution. You see, the Constitution was written to limit the government not the people mm -hmm. the socialists want to they want to flip that and yes. they want to make it limit to the people and more expansive to the government that's what the socialist paradigm is attempting to do and you see something addition, wrong with that sir yeah in addition to that here here's what i believe where we're headed and i, I think most of us don't consider this as we look at at the kind of upheaval that's taking place in america today there is a move, a deliberate move on the part of the power elite to do what is called a global reset. I'm sure you heard of the name Klaus Schwab, who is the president of the World Forum Economic uh, uh, System. Mm -hmm. He has announced very clearly that their goal is to reset the economy and reset the, the, the policies of the planet so that they can have uh, a whole new way of life and a whole new way of living based upon what they determine what is right and what is wrong. And socialism is the instrument for them to make that happen. So what we're seeing- and, and, we're Hold on a second, sir. You just said socialism mm -hmm. is a method. What is socialism in your opinion? Socialism? Yes. It, it, socialism is, is an economic system. It's an economic system. Uh-huh. Uh, but in, in Antonio Grimsey's idea, it's more than an economic system. It is a um, cultural system. And uh, so there's two strands, if you will. One is economic, which is Karl 
Marx and his economic system, which seeks for a uh, a collective a, a conflict a conflict between the the proletariat and the and the working class. I mean, mm -hmm. and the uh, and the masters uh, and the, the yes yeah, yeah. right that, that's his. But Antonio said no, it, it won't work. We can't do that. He says what we have to do is infiltrate their institutions and begin to change them from within. Mm -hmm. based upon what the institutions do to influence them. Right. And number one on his list to get rid of was Christianity. He was looking to remove Christianity from the public square and, and replace it with a human secularist idea that's sourced in Darwinism, Marxism, communism, socialism. All those isms were created by men who were God haters. And so what we see is a system that is attempting to replace God and the influence of the Judeo-Christian ethic in America so that they can move us towards this global reset. All right, let me ask you something, Pastor, because, uh, you know, I, I think you use a lot of words, uh, communism, socialism, Marxism, and all the isms, and you also say progressives, or not progressive, but these people hate God. Uh, let me just get a little personal here. I am a humanist. I don't believe in organized religion, but I know there is some supreme being. What I know is I'm humble enough to know that I don't know it all. Likewise, I don't, my wife is a deacon in a church. I don't know how uh, you'll feel about that, but <laughs> she, notice I said she is a deacon in a church. A lot of, lot of churches, specifically black churches, don't like the idea of females as deacons in church. I don't know where you stand on that, but, you know, I have utmost respect and honor for her having accomplished that feat. Now, I don't hate God. I just don't believe the God that many of, uh, many of the pastors put out as being God. The God that a lot of pastors put out, I think, seems too much like man. In other words, all the fealties that men have, they place that onto God. How can God be jealous how can god be all these things but let's go beyond that um i hear you have a devotion to a constitution that's what i hear in you i hear you have a devotion to judeo-christianity i hear you have a devotion to all these instruments not socialism specifically but these instruments that have in my humble opinion and you can correct me to your opinion if you will have done much harm, not only to blacks specifically, but to minorities. And uh, I, I see it as a constitution that actually for quite some time supported genocide. So, I mean, our devotion to a, and I see capitalism myself as a, a form of indirected antiseptic slavery because there is no democracy in that. Uh, I would like you to refute that in, you, in, in the way you promote what you promote. I believe in the honor of people. I believe in everybody working for sustainability. But I, I, I think sometimes we get a diversion in beliefs based on inputs that I don't know where they, they emanated from. So your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I believe that the founding documents the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution have within it ideas mm -hmm. that uh, were the seed of making change and moving us as a nation 
into the right place where we needed to be. Those ideas were embedded in those documents. And so although we had a questionable start and there was a lot of uh, misrepresentation of the truth and, and all of that was probably true, but the seed for correction was in those documents. When we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, when they wrote that, that included all men. Now they probably didn't think like that, but the language said all men are created by God. With I, certain I, I agree with you rights. there. Yeah. So what right. I'm saying is that principally mm -hmm. inside, mm -hmm. the, inside those documents were the means by which corrections were made. Frederick Douglass, one of the incredible statesmen out of our community, was able to articulate and to represent those ideas in such a way that it won over even Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, and others who were listening to this man who was able to articulate those principles and move this nation in the right direction. So yes, there are some issues there that were being done or exercised because men are corrupt and they're gonna manipulate for their own benefit, but the principles were there. Enough for someone like a Frederick Douglass or someone like you could read those principles and say, this is where we ought to be and where we are is not where we should be based upon those principles. So I, I, I would submit to you, mm -hmm. yes, there is some, some issues along the way. And, and, but uh, as I look at history, we've made a lot of incredible corrections along the way. And it's undeniable. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, look, I agree that we're not where we were back at the foundation. But anytime uh, there are compromises that need to be made, that we were a compromise, I find it, it, it makes the document suspect. That the document is mostly a property rights document, as you realize, only 5% of the people originally could vote in, uh, during, the, during the writing of the Constitution. I, I think those things make it... What I think is the great thing about the Constitution is its elasticity, the ability to build on it. That's what I've always thought was good about the Constitution. Uh, absolutely. And the, and the Declaration of Independence. Well, Those no, the Bill of Rights. Both, the, the Bill yeah. of Rights. The Declaration of Independence, anybody would have said what they've said. Because, you, you know, I mean, remember, these guys, uh, these guys in other... The British considered our founding fathers terrorists, right? Right. Correct? So that's one correct. person's liberator is one person's terrorist, right. correct? That, that, that's certainly how the, the Brits were looking at it. Exactly. I mean, they, they, were liberators, they were liberators here in America. I, I know, I know, but come on, they threw, hey man, they threw tea, they, they created a terrorist act when they did all this stuff, you know? So, I mean, we, we have to understand, in my opinion, right, that that's how these things were created. Now, I want to get back on the subject, though, with... with um, but before you, before you sure, move go on, ahead, I, sir. I, do, go want ahead. To, I, sure. I do want to say that I don't want to take the, the Declaration of Independence and set it aside. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do that. I want to in, integrate it into all of the documents, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and the Declaration, because there's language and principles therein that set forth a course of action 
if you listen to what it says, it says that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to, in, to protect or secure these rights, governments are instituted. For the better welfare, right? For the welfare right. of. They, they are instituted to protect and secure what rights? Those rights that God has given to us. But when government becomes destructive to that end, it is the right of the governed to alter or abolish it. Those are principles that still guide this nation today. Now, what, what has government done? Uh, and why, who's government, by the way, sir? The people. We the, the people. people. We the right? people. We created it. Yes. Okay, so now if we elected a government... Uh, we should abide by those that we elected, correct? When they are consistent with the principles that are found within the founding document, when they come, when they contradict that, then we have a right to nullify uh, any of their decisions and to remove them and replace them uh, with someone else. We always That's have that right. right. You're correct right. about that. We always have the right to orderly remove people from government. To, yes. to orderly, we, there's a method to remove them. Now, uh, the reason I said there's a method to remove them from government, if we decide as a government, if we the people decide as a government that we want a more progressive agenda, which most people say they want, by the way, and, and a progressive agenda, I don't know what, a lot of people look at a progressive agenda as some, you know, the, the way the right, many on the right, and I don't, I haven't seen a lot of your writings thus far. But many on the right have a tendency to, uh, to vilify the things that we stand for. And the things that I stand for are the things that I'm pretty sure you would stand for if, if, if I didn't give it a name. I mean, I stand for, or, uh, I stand for things like uh, making sure everybody have a right to work. I stand everybody should have a living wage. I stand for people should have a say in their corporations. Well, I don't know if you stand for that one, but I do. Uh, so I don't, I don't understand in your statement where you say we were, we, I said, I look, the progressives, in my opinion, where they fail is they don't go for in, Well, not progressive, the Democrats, not progressives, the Democrats, in my opinion, where they fail is that they're really not progressives. They're really in a lot of times aligned with what I call the corporatocracy. Your thoughts on that? Well, you're opening my eyes to an argument that I had not considered. However, I do believe that as I observe from where I sit, I see manipulation. I see exploitation mm -hmm. on the part of the Democrats and the socialists who are in bed with one another mm -hmm. to achieve an agenda. Now, here's why are you open to the re, let me ask you uh, sorry to interrupt sir. i usually don't do this but i want we're we're having a very good conversation are you open to redefine what you think social uh that socialism that so, is so maligned on the right really is as far as let's say those of us that consider ourselves democratic socialists really is or are you open to have a discussion where instead of the tropes that people use against somebody like myself. By the way, I'm an engineer, owned my own business for a long time, write software, not a moosh around the government or anything like that. Would you right. be open to uh, that, a, a, a more rational interpretation of that? 
well, I'll be open to any conversation. Um, you want to qualify it as rational. I think socialism is irrational. Tell me, but, oh, I, I, and that's where I want to explore, sir. What makes it irrational? Uh, because it robs the individual mm-hmm. of his God-given liberties, mm-hmm. those inalienable rights that Which are, are those, only, sir? Uh, are given by God, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Socialism defines what that is. It, it shapes you and puts you in categories. And, and that's not where I think God would have us be. We ought to be able to develop our gifts and our talents and our, our capacity as far as it can take us. You know what Socialism is so interesting? Does not allow for that. I, I so agree with what you just said. And I, I, I agree with what you just said. The liberty, the pursuit of happiness, I believe all of that. And I believe our current system inhibits doing that. Let me give right. a, a few examples. And, and you tell me where I am wrong. Um, I, I want everybody to have equal access, not, not, not equal access to success, but equal access to education so that they can be the best they can. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I also... Absolutely. I also agree that children are not responsible for having been born in poverty. Do you agree with that as well? I agree. Now, I then believe that we, the state, who depend on having a successful population, should support these kids in a manner to give them that that equal access to success. Do you agree with that? Well, certainly. Absolutely. And And that's what I'm saying, Pastor. I find so much intersectionality in what we want and find that it's the external tropes that put us against each other. Let me ask you one other thing. You're here in Texas from what I read. And we decided in Texas for ideological reasons not to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care. You are a pastor. You care about humanity. You care about your pew. Here is what always concerned me, and it, it concerned me with a lot of religious folks. Whether you agree with the policy or not, if you can save 2,500 Texas lives until you are able to mold that policy that can continue to keep lives afloat, until then, wouldn't you do it? As a pastor, sir. Well, I mean, that's, that's a, an interesting question. I, I happen to believe that the systems that we have in place today mm-hmm. work very well to help people who are indigent and poor through the county systems, through the monies in, uh, that we have made available to help people who are indigents. Mm-hmm. That system is that net, that safety net is in place. We need to reinforce it. We need to make sure that it's up and running and doing the job that we designed for it to do rather than taking and usurping from us our right of choice, mm-hmm. our right of decisions. I, I, just, I, I just find that there is a better way of doing it and that the truth of the matter is we had a system in place and that we needed to tweak on it. No, no question about it. We need to tweak it. 
but it's there, it's in place, and it was a safety net. Pastor, with all due respect, Pastor, and you right. know I, I, that that's all I, I, I you know, I, with all due respect, that is not true. From, talking from a person who has a wife with lupus, talking for somebody who was a businessman, who is a businessman, but who had to pay his own health care out of, I mean, my, I've never been uninsured. Good because, like I said, I had my own company. But what I had to pay, the average Texas citizen could not afford. And the safety net did not address the average Texas citizen who couldn't have health care until they went to an emergency room to be patched up and sent home. Let me tell you what I believe, and you tell me what's wrong with this or what makes your life more difficult for me wanting this. Uh, when you have a private health care plan, a, a private insurance plan, your, doc, your, your health care plan that you can afford tells you what medicines you can have, what doctors you can see, and all these issues that de determine to you based on your particular insurance company and how much profit they will make. That's decided by somebody you didn't vote for, just a plan you were able to afford to purchase. Medicare for all, a national system says, we want a baseline coverage for every American citizen because there's not a profit motive, because we don't have to pay 100% to that salesperson the first year who sells that policy. All that money goes into health care. Um, I, I, who pays some, for that? wait, pays we all do. That? We all do. The government does. Doesn't it? No, 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 no. We do. We do. Every taxpayer, including those who would not have normally purchased health insurance, they pay because it comes out of the general fund that we all fund. And the one difference is that we don't have to have multiple databases, multiple advertise. We don't have to have any of those things. So those costs are not there for ideological reasons. And, and this is where I would like to see a split even on the right, where you can say, I don't, I be, I don't believe in telling a woman what to do. You do for, uh, for abortion, et cetera. But that, doesn't, that, shouldn't, uh, that shouldn't prevent you and I from working together to ensure that our people, and when I say our people, I'm not talking black people, I'm talking about all people, can have good health care, good basic health care, and what we have now is that. Oh, you're disappearing, my friend. Yeah. Your thoughts on that, sir? I, um, I wasn't prepared to talk to you about these issues. But uh, and they are are provoking. And um, well, you, if, if I don't I, want to I put you on the spot, you, if you'd you, like to, I can tell you this: yeah. that I, I I I err on the side of competition. Mm -hmm. I err on the side of of individual rights, mm -hmm. and that, that's where I would stand on that issue. I would like but to ask you a favor, Pastor, and I really okay. I'm saying this from the depths of my heart. I'd like for you to consider some of the wording that I've said there when it comes to profit motive, et cetera, and whether there are certain things that don't belong in the competitive field. I mean, I am, as an engineer, I didn't need competition to want to invent the things that I invented. And my stuff is on the space station. It's used by Boeing, et cetera. I didn't need to think about money for that. Those of us who innovate actually innovate. And then some capitalist comes and take our innovation and makes money off of it. That's how our system works. 
So I'd like to ask you, as you preach to your pew, et cetera, to consider some of those things and tell, come back and talk to me about that later on, because there is a whole lot of information that's going, to, going out there to, to not, on, not only black folk, but to a lot of folks that turns people like me who wants what's good for people as well into a boogie person as opposed to you and I working together and saying we can actually make a difference. Let me tell you why I wanted to talk to you because of the work you're doing and the involvement that you're doing in, in South Dallas. So I mean, if, if there are some, some intersectionalities that can come out of helping people, that's what I actually believe in. Well, it's good that we, we've come back to that. Um, I believe that intersectionality, liberation theology, critical theory, critical race theory, mm-hmm. all of these things are instruments in what I call the toolbox of the left, mm-hmm. the foment, the, the chaos, the foment division, and to create uh, the kind of chaos that we see right now in America, mm. that a 20,000 foot view will look at each one of those elements and recognize that it is a instrument in the hands of the Democrats and social uh, socialists mm-hmm. to create chaos and confusion in our nation. And you cannot deny that we are a nation that is divided and a nation that is at each other's throat. And the instruments through which that is happening is intersectionality, critical race theory, critical theory, liberation theology, mm-hmm. and the cancel culture. All of it is working. Uh, by the way, you know, confusion. The, the cancel culture can be problematic. I do agree with that. Um, the, the critical race theory, I don't understand the issue there, to be frank, because it's not something that's... I, I want Americans to all know our genesis because i think if we don't know our genesis we we're liable to repeat the same mistakes over and over again when it comes to intersectionality i don't see how one would see that as the left look i am not saying all the people on the left are pure i know i as far as i'm concerned (coughs) i want to work with people and i want things better so i think it's sort of a I, i think you're putting let's say folks like me box by saying that because I want intersectionality with people with you with your pew etc that somehow I'm trying to create chaos you know it's not uh, no, well, I wouldn't say that you are necessarily but the philosophy behind the the idea and that's where I would have you go and look what is the reason what is the philosophy that drives the concept and and you cannot I think be fair to the process if you don't understand what it is and but why it is. Pastor, I do understand, and there's other things that I understand. We're, we're folks like you and I can discuss a whole lot of things on these levels. Let's say talking about Shalinsky and all these other people. Uh, most people can't, or not can't, most people don't. And that's not where they're at. And they're just most of us in this movement who just want to do right. I, I, I think I, I, we're going to have to shut this down pretty soon, but I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, I want to say that I think we have to get away from the stereotypes and the wordiology that I heard you use because 
if if I were to look at what okay, you 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 say what socialists want to do. All socialists, a socialist, a real socialist would look at you and say, "I want one person, one vote, and us deciding on things." And and a capitalist will tell. I mean, l- let me be honest with you. I see capitalism as a form of slavery. Let me stop. Uh, you, you, your eyes open, and I say, I say, I say. Well, you know, how can I invent something? And uh, after I invent something, and have people work for me, we do all the work. And you know, you're, there are some people who would say, "I want my money to work for me." Nobody's money works for them. Nobody's money works for them. I work for money, and the money you didn't pay me is the profit that you make sitting down at your pool if you own stocks, right? Isn't that true? Okay. So my, my point is uh, the, the, the type of the type of a, the type of attacks I see that people make on, let's say, those who believe in one person, one vote, a social, uh, a social structure where you all have input. I think it, it sometimes it can be a bit misguided because when you look at where the faults really lie in this country, the faults really lie in the capital class who really use everybody else as just a source of labor. We just learned how to do it better than slavery now. Well, of the two systems, I think the capitalist system is the one that affords opportunity for someone you, like you. No, no, no. like you true. to start no. your own business, Mm-mm. to create as you have created and have made some money on that and have done pretty well for yourself i've been chosen I, I, i've been I chosen think, right well i don't think under a socialistic paradigm that opportunity would have existed for you well um what in the social paradigm would have stopped that from happening the expansion and regulation of government on the individual um what I he believe- can and cannot do I, I think, and, and we see that, and we see a bit of that now when they are shutting down churches and telling churches that they cannot uh, gather for fellowship or to pray for one another or to sing, and they shut the churches down. What is that? Don't that's, you see the reason why they shut all everything well, down? I, I think that that is an individual choice. It's my body. It's my choice. You don't tell me what to do with my body. I. I agree with that as long as what you do with your body doesn't affect my body, right? Right. And so that means if I'm doing something that you think has an adverse impact on you, you don't come around. I can deal with that. I could honestly deal with that. Unfortunately, most of the people that think that way don't. But Pastor uh, (laughs) uh, S. Broden, let me tell you, I would like to entertain. I'd like to ask you to come back on the show. I'd like to ask you to come back on the show the next time, mostly to talk about uh, two issues, specifically Medicare for all and basic income, which I think you disagree with them both. And the reason why is this is something that I think is important for your particular community. You bet. Uh, we've been uh, Pastor S.E. Broden. I really appreciate you coming on Politics Done Right. Um, please do come back. You bet. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to... I hope you guys enjoyed that. I mean, that is a kind of conversation first that I think uh, you have to develop a rapport. In other words, somebody that doesn't just come to fight or 
you know, yes, he had all his talking points, but if you notice, there are many times that he said, uh, I never thought about that or, or, or things like that. That is how conversations really go. Thanks for talking with Mr. Broden. He does not know socialism, nor does he understand the underpinnings of capitalism. And that is what I find with a lot of people. Uh, um, uh, my brother, Norman, I, your name just... Can you believe, Norman? We, we, we have dinner together. We go out together. We are brothers, and I just had a brain freeze. Anyway, um, you're, but you're absolutely right, Norman. And, and it, that is incumbent on us not to fight with somebody like, you know, Eric, look, look at what Eric just said. Eric says um, that capitalism is there to pay for all the things that uh, the leftists want. And that's what's preached on right-wing TV. That is what a lot of people even on the left believe. We have to show why that is wrong in an honest manner. We have to make people understand the truth. But we have to overcome much of what uh, they have learned, what's been inculcated in their minds. But we'll do it. But the first thing that you have to do is be able to have somebody like a Mike Cisek here who completely initially disregards what you're saying. But at least you're planting seeds that may someday get some root in ese cranio, in that, in, in, in that brain, sometime. And that is the expectation that we all have to have. I imagine he has some that he'd like to say, ah, uh, well, you know, yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting how people look at things. Ledo says the pastor destroyed me. First of all, it wasn't a conversation of destruction or not. It was a conversation of understanding where each was coming from. I thought I came from a part, a, a place of humanity, freedom, and uh, democracy. And if you look at what, uh, what Fleming, Paul Fleming says, he says the pastor didn't offer a lot and probably won't come back. I will try like hell to get him back because I think he's good for the conversation. I honestly do. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I got, I got a big, big, big special thank you for somebody, and here it goes. I, he gave me permission to do this, so I, I wanted, you know, I, I beg people to allow me to honor them when they do something that needs to be honored, like I've done with many of of you before. Michael Rodnan, thank you for supporting independent Mia via politics done right. Cien dollars, hundred dollars. Thank you, my brother. Uh, you will be blessed. You will be blessed for helping out here at Politics Done Right. We could not do this without all of our supporters. Trust me. And all, 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 my, my, all the close folks that come out here and see what we're doing understand how expensive this kind of stuff is and how much work this sort of stuff is. So, Michael Rudnin, thank you so kindly for your support. And folks... You can always go to uh, you can always go to politicsunright.com slash support to help us out. Politicsunright.com slash support to help us out. Let me tell you, you can go ahead and do Cash App, Zelly, anything you want to do to support our program. Because I can tell you one thing. We work hard for the cause. And I promise you, you know. The downsizing and living for this sort of stuff is because we know we can do better. We know we can do 
better. So please go ahead and visit politicsandright.com slash support. Please go ahead and buy our books. I need you to buy our books because the books have a lot of the a lot of what you see me talk with a lot of these folks, both on the right and the left, and Democrats, right-wing Democrats included. I discuss a lot of that in my three books. As I see it, it's worth it and how to make America Utopian. You can go to politicsunright.com slash books, politicsunright.com slash books. So what I want to do right now, my brothers and my sisters. Hey, Rudin, are you still on or did you disappear on me? Let me know. I want to make sure that you at least saw the thank you note that I put out there for you. Come on. I want to know that you're here, please, my brother. Folks, I want to tell you guys something. I want to tell you guys something. I couldn't do it without you. Please share the programs. That is how we are going to make a difference. Please let other people know what we do. Help us grow the base. And there's another thing that I, I think I made this offer before, and I, and I stand by this. We need to create intersectionality among groups. Let me give an example. If you have your own network and you want to do your own videos, etc., do it. And let's intersect on those different platforms. That is how we can defeat the mainstream media's owing their existence to the corporatocracy. That's how it's done. You keep all of us little folk alive. And our intersectionality, what I tried to talk to the pastor about. I spoke to him about intersectionality. And what I meant to the, with that pastor is I don't, I'm not asking him to change all his belief structure. But I want to work with some of the people that he works with. So that we can really make a difference in society. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.